Hey everyone, it's Mike. And Alina. And you know what time it is? It's time for Practicing Catholic. So Alina, what are we talking about today? Today we are going to talk about prayer, Michael. Prayer. All right. Well, let's sit back. Are you ready to practice? Let's practice. All right. So everyone, thank you for joining us. Uh, Love having you here. Uh, And uh, today's topic, prayer. Uh, A big topic. And uh, certainly one we hope that will uh, help you really grow in that uh, part of your faith life. Uh, so, Alina, do you want to kick this off? I think yeah. it's probably best to kick it off, right, with you. Yeah, like we can do that. So, um, as you know, we tend to um, kind of tell you who, what, where, when, when we discuss the topic. So, we're going to start with the what. What is prayer? What is uh, prayer? <clears throat> if you've never heard of prayer before, um, it's obviously a religious tool that we have to speak to our creator um, and ask him for things in general. But the USCCB, so the United States Catholic Conference of Bishops, um, yeah defines prayer as our response to God who was already speaking or better yet revealing himself to us. Therefore, prayer is not merely an exchange of words, but engages the whole person in a relationship with God through the son and in the Holy spirit. Mm-hmm. End quote. End quote. <laughs> That's such a great quote. And I think the pretty much wraps it up. But I, you know, there's a key word in there. I think that, is important that we, we at least I touch on, or maybe you would agree or not, the word relationship. Truth. And and I think that that's a, a disconnect in some ways, you know, in, in faith life today, is that we don't see our faith as a relationship. Right. To to that. And that's something we're talking about actually, actually in youth group, mm-hmm. is this idea of relationship. And so I'm going to, I, I know I'm going off a, a tangent here, but it may work. So one of the things that we were discussing is what's important to developing a good relationship, trust, honesty. And the students came up with all these big things, right? Yeah. Great, great characteristics. Time. That was the one that they missed the most. What? No. Yeah. They didn't think about the time necessary. Do you not have any quality time relationship people uh, in your group? No. I mean, sure we do. But... The point is that, and I asked them, well, listen, guys, to, to, to get to know some of your best friends and, and the, the f- really, really good friends you have, you have those group relationships because you what? And they're like, we spend time with them. And I'm like, it's the same thing with God. Right. So like my faith life is always waning um, for me because I am, I receive in quality time. So I do not feel like my relationship with Jesus is at its height. When I am not making my Eucharistic hour, when I am not making daily mass, when I am not spending time with the blessed sacrament, I don't feel like I am whole. I don't feel like my relationship is full because I, um, that if you're not familiar with the five love languages, um, Charles, Somebody, somebody. I don't remember. I don't know. I can, like, it's kind of it. interesting. It's very interesting. Um, and it's scientifically based that there are five different love languages um, that every person can kind of be put in a category of how they receive or how they give. So you have um, gifts, you have quality time, you have acts of service, you yep. have yep. Uh, physical touch, and then you have words of affirmation. Words of affirmation, which yes. is you. <laughs> I am words of affirmation, receiving, and then I am gifts. 
um, giving. Gift giving is how you give. How I give. You Correct. receive. Uh, so Michael does uh, not what, feel what is, like people love him. <laughs> Stop. Um, that's not true. This uh, is true. Unless true. they say so, um, <laughs> no. because he has words of affirmation. So if you uh, don't yeah. tell Mike that he looks pretty, no. <laughs> he doesn't know that. No words about, like he hey, doesn't look like a garbage truck. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, but you know, if, if hey, did you do a good job? Did you do this? Did you I know that. But versus Alina, like when we don't get to podcast. Yeah. I don't feel yeah. like my work life is even complete because we have not done what we set out to do. We did not spend that time together going over these things and doing these things. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it's the same way. with my relationship and with my family and my husband and with God. Yeah. When I don't spend that time with him versus yeah. you who is gift giving and words of affirmation receiving needs to... Um, Oh yeah, like, no. You exactly. need to spend time with scripture. Like you are all scripture, like um, yeah. all all books, all scripture, because your words of affirmation. You want to physically see those words. Yeah, and and, and then uh, and process them. That's what. Yes. Yeah. For, so Lexio Divina, which we're we're gonna get it. This is gonna be a couple parts. Versus episode. me, I can just like sit in the church and I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, I'm at peace. Like yeah. I feel your love, Jesus. <laughs> and yeah, no, but that's so true. I mean, when you think about that, we do adoration hours like a hundred percent different. Like I just want to like sit and like rest in the spirit, uh-huh. not nap. Yeah. But <laughs> you want to like take your books and you want to like meditate and you want to do all those kind of things. Yeah. You know, and we're gonna totally get into all those different things. all of those different things the different types yep. of prayer the different forms the different methods we're going to get into the how of prayer but yeah. to circle back we are talking about the what yeah of prayer right now we are talking about what is prayer and yep. so um that's it's it's a uh, it's all intertwined but yep. this is the what it is a relationship with yeah. god it is not just an act it is a yes. relationship it is freely given and freely received, it received. you know so that's yeah. That's pretty much the what in a nutshell. Yeah, and I, and I think but I think it's important that we we bring it up in in terms of uh, again. So your love language may be acts of service. I'll give you, um, you know, Kurt, who's a member of our organization. He's our board president. He oh yeah. is an acts of service. Acts of service. Service. He is an acts of service. You want to make Kurt feel loved? Bake, bake him some cookies. Yeah. He <laughs> he receives acts of service, but he gives acts of service. He does too. That is he is both. He is both. And why do I say that? Because he chooses. He is at the peak of his faith life and not I shouldn't say the peak, but he is getting a lot more in his faith when he is actively engaged in VMY programming that is directly ministering to people in poverty. Mm-hmm. When, service when, when specifically, specifically like service. Kurt wants to do like, like painting, painting and wheelchair homes, ramps and all of all that. that. Uh, even the even the cookout. Yeah. Even at the cookout, he was because he needs to give service. Oh, he wasn't and he at the co- and he needs to receive service. Yeah. He was at the soup kitchen though. He was at the soup kitchen though. Right. Yeah. So when he does, but when he is giving to that person, I there is a different light that shines from him. Yes. It is just an and uh, uh, Jill is another one and Heather. I mean, they're both actually these are board members. Board, by the way, uh, sorry. Then and sorry everyone if you're listening. Uh, but uh, again, just seeing them now. Uh, I guess know, we're gonna find out if the board members are listening to our <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but my apologies, <laughs> but no. But again, like even Kathy is is another. Well, she is treasurer. Tre- yeah, she's our treasurer. <laughs> but she's the same way. A lot of the people in our organization are acts of service. They're people. acts of service. They give. They time. give time. They give time. That's not know? necessarily how they receive, though. Correct. But I can tell you that and God one knows of the ways all of this, and He 
is that's why like in our formation like as you're planning like vmy mm-hmm. events you're appealing to everybody's different love languages in forms of in, t- in different types yes. of prayer whether that be service whether that be you know journaling youth group mass mm-hmm. all of those different things so that everybody can grow in their faith life in the way that they receive it most and Correct. in the way that god gives it back to them the way that they were designed because no one God designed all of us differently differently and perfectly. Yeah. You know, the same God who made all the stars and the heavens and the oceans and all yeah. of that looked at it and said, this isn't good enough. It needs one of you yeah. too. So like that is perfect. And that's mm-hmm. how we do our formation um, when we're planning events and that yeah. kind of stuff um, so that everybody can grow in that faith life. Absolutely. And God is willing. I mean, it, it, it's, it harkens back to, you know, what is prayer? Mm-hmm. It is a relationship with God, but what do you need to do? Well, first you got to show up. You, gotta, you, gotta have you show up and let God work yeah. through you. And, and that's the thing too, though. You sh- it's that time that you're investing. But the key thing I think you're hitting on there is prayer is a pathway for change. And if we're unwilling to change, because, you know, again, think about yourself five, ten years ago. How I'd rather not. Oh, well, okay, <laughs> never mind. But even myself five, ten years ago. Yeah. Prayer is what begins you to, you have to have that willingness to change. You can pray for all the things you want, but if you're not willing to change, mm-hmm. um, then I think there's there's that challenge. You may not experience the growth that you want to see. And, right. and And you see that, you actually see that, in the history of, uh, you know, prayer throughout the, you know, written history, I guess you could say prayer has been around throughout human written history. Yeah. So, Mike, dive I into mean, the history of prayer. Well, yeah. I mean, when you think about prayer, we can go back to uh, ancient Egypt. We can go back to ancient Greek, ancient Rome, uh, the Roman. You know, they had various gods. Uh, we can even go back, especially to. Um, the the Jewish faith, um, you know Abraham, the father of the faith, mm-hmm. as Jesus even refers to the father of the faith. He um, he died in what approximately eighteen fifteen B.C. Mm-hmm. He's a tenth tenth descendant, I think I read somewhere, uh, di- tenth direct descendant of Moses. So you're talking ten generations uh, removed from that. Mm-hmm. No, pardon me, from Noah. I apologize. From Noah. Noah. Correction. I was going to say, I don't feel like... Moses was after. Yeah. I apologize. I misspoke. But Noah... Not big on... Yeah, so 10 generations from there, right? Um, and you think you see how um, in Abraham, uh, the father of the faith, who God initially reveals himself to, mm-hmm. uh, makes himself known. That's the beginning of Judaism. Uh, was that, that at that time. It, and he reveals himself through prayer. Right. He reveals himself over time and God is has been and always will be. He is acting within human history. The peak of revelation occurs at Christ. No more revelation. Correct. It's our understanding of divine revelation up to Jesus and from that time on. Mm-hmm. So but Abraham, uh, he died in 1815 in Hebron. Uh, it's one of the second most um a uh, little sign the second most uh, second holiest places for Jews for Judaism in the world. Uh, so like Jerusalem and then Hebron. 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 Oh, that yeah, is a fun actually, fact. actually his tomb is still there. That's where his tomb oh, is at. Really? You can actually go see it. Yep. And we have a link uh, that has some information on Hebron. 
and uh, pilgrimages you can make to see the tomb of Abraham. That's super cool. Yeah. And so I, you, I just need to do like the Middle East and yeah, the Holy the Land, Holy and, Land and all of that. Let's take a student group there. That'd be cool. Uh, yeah, we should totally we work should, on that. We should work on that. Right after Africa. Yeah, Kenya. That's right. Kenya and then there. Yep. Okay. We got goals. Anyway, um, <laughs> so, but what we see is that all these cultures, you know, the Romans, the Egyptians, all these cultures, they had gods, right, that they prayed to, false false idols. Yeah, like the golden calf. The golden calf, right? That yeah. even occurs during the time of Moses. Like, right. he's leading, literally, God gets them out of Egypt. They're wandering through the desert. Moses receives the Ten Commandments, and he comes down to worship in a golden calf. Come on. He throws it at him. Yeah. And, and, Epic. But what happens there is where did they where did they learn that from? Egypt. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so. I mean, like, Ramsey, like, when his, like, yeah. firstborn son died or whatever, he puts him, yeah. you know, onto, he takes him to, into the temple and puts yeah. him on, uh, oh, who was the Egyptian god of the underworld, the jackalhead mm-hmm. people body? Um, Ra? Uh, Ra. Or was Ra the son? I think it's Ra. I don't remember. That, yeah. Anyway. I don't know. But I mean, but you I'm, 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 I'm look looking back at my Charleston Heston, like yeah. Moses brain. I'm like, what do you call um, that guy? <laughs> but I mean, when you think, I mean, go back, you got Zeus, you got Olympus, you got yeah, the gods even go of back Olympus, to like the Greeks, the Greeks, exactly. Greek mythology. Greek. And mm-hmm. so, um, you know, this has been a part of humankind for a very long time. Even the early philosophers, uh, Marcus Aurelius uh, and the, the early philosophers did have a big effect on the early church fathers and, and this form of philosophical thought. Um, and, and so you can see how, in a way, prayer even affected them. I mentioned Marcus Aurelius. Um, you know, one of the things is that he said, you know, to get up every morning to give thanks to the gods for another day to, you know, to impact and to have a positive effect on your community. I mean, Marcus Aurelius's writings, um, just as a side note, you know, I would recommend a lot of people read it. It's not. Um, yeah, I won't be reading that. Okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, I try. Um, but again, so, I mean, you know, Jesus even teaches us how to pray. And that's why he taught the Our Father. We see the evolution of the Hail Mary yep. throughout, uh, you know, the church history. Well, we we see the development of the Apostles' Creed, then the Nicene Constantinople Creed, and all these things that these forms of prayer, all these beautiful prayers that were made. And all the different ways of praying. Um, And I think what you're kind of hitting at is that, um, in a nutshell, prayer has always been around. Even back to the time of, like, Adam and Eve, Mm -hmm. um, when, you know, God is speaking to them in the garden. That was, like, one of the very first you know, examples of prayer that we had. God was literally speaking to them and they were answering back out mm-hmm. loud. And yeah. it just kind of transpires from there. This is something that always has been, always will be, but it's about that relationship. Sure. I mean, let's look at, I mean, just building on what you said there. You got the fall, right? Done, done, done. Dun. <laughs> God, God gives us instruction, a way to live, desires for our, our holiness, he doesn't desire our happiness or necessarily, um, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not happiness, but, uh, well, God desires he, us he, to be happy, he, but he would he, never just because something yeah, happiness, I think today has a different meaning. It's, it's a relative to, term. It's a relative days. term. Correct. It, God desires our happiness, but he, he desires more our holiness. Mm-hmm. So and our anyway. wholeness. 
Also, oh, I like that. I like that wholeness. Yes. I mean, um, like, w- just, uh, look, I mean, we can look at <clears throat> all the different, like, doctors of the church and, yeah. you know, some of the great saints and the great theologians out there. I yeah. mean, immediately, you know, like, a couple of different ones come to mind and they led these terrible lives. Like, you know, they were plagued with, like, infirmity and, yeah. you know, complete periods of darkness, like, yeah. spiritual darkness. Like, yeah. their families hated them. Uh, St. John of the Cross, if you have not read The, the Cloud of Unknowing. <laughs> well, like, I'm thinking about. Like the these little kids, you know, these mm-hmm. child martyrs, you no. know, they did not lead like live good lives, mm-hmm. you know, um, they, some of them were raped or molested and mm-hmm. then thrown in in prison and they were beat and oh, then they were hung on young lady who, um, a young girl, she's the, she's actually the, um, well, St. Philomena is always depicted with an anchor because her her mom died and she yeah. looks so much like our mom that her... Oh, no, no, no. This is St. Dymphna. St. Dymphna. She's the patron of um, mental illness. Okay. Her mom dies. Her dad was so distraught. Her dad thinks that the daughter, who is like 10, looks like the mom, insists that she marries him. She's like 13 at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, she refuses. She runs away a couple of times. He keeps finding her. One time he finds her and like forces this girl to like marry him or die. And she says, no, I will not lay with you. And so... Um, Mm-hmm. St. Dymphna is like, um, uh, ends up getting like beheaded by her own father because she wouldn't sleep with her own dad. Mm-hmm. Um, and she wouldn't renounce her faith. Like that was her whole like justification for doing this. Like, no, this is wrong. Like my faith tells me this yeah. is wrong. Um, and like, that's a terrible story. Yeah. That's a terrible story. Yeah. But, and she was a child martyr. She was like 13. Um, yeah. uh, and that's uh, like, um, St. Maria Goretti. Yeah. St. Maria Goretti too. Yeah, Man, was, that's a rough one. She was uh, physically assaulted at 11, refused, and then her attacker murdered her. Yeah. Strangled her to death. Yeah, but she prayed, like, for her attacker, like, on her death. Like, while she was dying. Yeah, she was like, forgive him. He he knows not what he does. And then that guy later, like, converted. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and she's attributed to that, and then hence, like, one of her miracles why yeah. she was, you know, granted sainthood. And yeah. well, Saint Philomena, though, she's the one that's always got the anchor mm-hmm. depicted with her because she, um, like, her, I think it was her dad, too. Mm-hmm. Like, Saint Dymphna and Saint, um, Philomena have very similar stories, yeah. um, as does Saint Philomena and Saint Agnes. Like, that's why, like, um, out yeah. in Bloomsdale, that church used to be called St. Philomena. Oh, really? Yeah, and then, that. like, they're she, Saint Philomena is one of those saints that they've, like, Kind of like St. Christopher. Yeah. Um, they don't really have, you know, it's more lore and legend than they yeah. have proof, you know, so they've mm-hmm. taken them off like the calendar and that. Um, b- so St. Philomena and St. Agnes have very similar stories. So yeah. they changed it to be St. Agnes, another child martyr. Um, but St. Philomena was always depicted with an anchor because like they kept trying to kill her and she wouldn't die. And eventually mm-hmm. they like, you know, one of the times she they tried to drown her mm-hmm. and like an angel saved her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like it's awful, but these are not. So yeah. like, why would God ever do that? that well, that's a whole nother podcast. Like, why does pro- God let bad things happen? But the point is that yeah. these were Pretty. wonderful, holy people. Mm-hmm. You know, these were, you know, God desired their happiness, but no knew that they would not be allotted ultimate happiness until they were in full communion with him mm-hmm. which is in death which is in heaven yeah. you know yet these people led really like extraordinary lives they were ordinary no. people who led extraordinary lives and because of their faith have been granted that sainthood so it, yeah. you know they did more of what made them holy yeah god made them more whole yeah 
an ultimate that led to their happiness, happiness. even and, if and it wasn't kids. in this life like we as humans unfortunately well, like in today's society like we think of happiness as a very fleeting thing like oh yolo like we're only here well, on this earth for like an average of like 75 yeah. years like let's live YOLO. it up yeah um, live, nobody says yolo only, anymore i'm yes, aware they do actually they do someone said it the other day okay probably uh, jokingly because we're no, old and they make and fun of like, us no the kid the, some of the students are like yolo i was like huh, guess what there's something wrong with that like what do you mean i was like you live every day yep and uh so and well and this is like in comparison to all of eternity this is a speck uh, on that matter and we can't even you know, comprehend that you right know, we can't comprehend that it, your happiness in this life means yeah. nothing <laughs> well, <laughs> like, and, and that's the it thing is about what happens after this when we think about and i think this does affect in some ways um in one of the one of the reasons i'm not saying all the reasons but this idea of happiness it's fleeting right and it's why we see cycles of anxiety and depression increasing and decreasing in people because they were seeking the thing that makes us happy that goes away maybe it's an event or a family gathering or a concert that i went to then i'm back into then 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 i lost that high mm -hmm. and then i come down and now i don't have what you know that again so i'm looking for the next high that gives me happy and then down and it becomes a cycle within right your yep. own and if we would all all just utilize the tools that we've been giving through prayer, yep. through that relationship with God, we'll understand that God is our constant. Mm -hmm. Like we are looking at these lives of these saints as we were just talking about. Yep. Um, and God was their constant. Mm -hmm. They were able to endure all of those things to get to that ultimate yeah. ever after happiness yeah. um, in eternal life in full communion with him because yeah. of their prayer lives, because mm -hmm. of the relationship that they had yep. with their creator, with Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit through the through prayer yeah absolutely. you know and that's what we have to um aim for today absolutely absolutely well everyone we want to thank you for joining us so this is going to be a series we're going to get into this topic a little bit more what's going to come up on the next episode alina all right uh we're going to start diving into the types of prayer and how we can use those there we go um so um just a quick preview there are five different types five I did, what did I say? Yeah, five. Five. I'm agreeing. Oh, you said it weird. <laughs> five. <laughs> you were well, like, five? Yeah, well, some people may not know that there's five. Okay, well, there's five. There's five. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to tell you. This there's <laughs> five different types of prayer. This show has been sponsored by the number five <laughs> in the letter <laughs> O. I'm sorry, bad joke. Sesame Street, like, <laughs> five. Ah, ah, ah. I love the count. <laughs> <laughs> so we got adoration petition intercession thanksgiving and praise and then of those we can talk about how we can break those down even more how we can apply those like through the different forms and methods which are vocal meditative contemplative mm -hmm. um and this is all kind of uh, mike's theme for um the formation for this year so it's something that um we've been doing a lot of uh research especially him on um mm -hmm. and working in his master's program so we definitely have a lot of great information um uh, for you there um and next episode we're going to be specifically tackling adoration and praise what mm -hmm. are they how are they different yes. where did they come from and how we can achieve them um and i just want to leave you today um with a quote from elizabeth ann seaton i know we were already talking about some of the child martyrs but i found elizabeth ann seaton was a vincentian saint um, so she hails from our family. Woo -woo. Um, Gotta love Mother Seton. Yes. Um, Mother Seton, as she's more popularly known. Um, her feast day is January 4th. Um, she's the patron of Catholic schools, Death of Children and Widows. Mm -hmm. um, and she founded, um, most famously, the Sisters of Charity. Mm -hmm. And so um, St. Elizabeth Ann Seton had a great prayer life, like many of the great saints. Um, and she says, we must pray without ceasing. 
in every occurrence and employment of our lives. That prayer, which is rather a habit of lifting up the heart to God as in a constant communication with him. So there again, we we have the communication with him, that relationship. Yep. She's already she she had it down pat. That's great. Well, everyone, thank you so much for joining us. As always, uh, be sure to like, share, subscribe, and consider uh, becoming a patron of our show. Again, uh, once we hit 50, uh, 50 patrons, we'll actually be having a special drawing uh, for one of you to participate in this actual podcast. Uh, but until uh, next time, keep practicing. <laughs>